unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? Nathan, I'm good. Excited. How are you? I am back on the coffee, as we talked about before the episode, oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm caffeined out a little bit. It's a one-day-only thing, hopefully. hope I didn't just fall off of the, the wagon. Is that what they say? Uh, uh-huh. That doesn't matter, though, because we've got a very special guest lined up for this week's episode, so I'm going to hand it over to you, and I'm going to sit back and absorb as much as I can throughout today's episode. All right. That's good. Thank you. People start out writing copy all different ways. But how many times have you heard it all started with beer? I'm not talking about drinking a beer. I'm talking about brewing your own beer. That's how our guest today, Billy Broas, got started in online marketing. He launched a website for his fellow home beer brewers. That was back in 2010. His online course sales from the site got high enough so Billy was able to leave his job and become an entrepreneur. Flash forward five years to 2015, he hired me as a copywriting mentor and has since gone on to do great things, helping people launch online courses, especially the new wave of instruction called cohort-based courses. Now, course creators are very often not copywriters, and that makes sense, but Billy is, and also as a teacher, he needed to find a way to get across some important copywriting concepts to them quickly and meaningfully. We're going to talk about what I consider a brilliant construct he came up with to do just that called the five light bulbs today. But first, let me shed a little light on this. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Billy, welcome. Good to see you again after all this time. And and thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you, David. It's really an honor to be here. You have been a really important person in my life, uh, not just for helping me grow that beer brewing website, but really just opening my eyes to this world of copywriting, which has just been so immensely helpful in my career and really just helping me understand people better. So pumped to be here and excited to hopefully give back to your audience. Yeah. So for me, one of the hardest things, and I had already been making my living as a writer, but it was in something far more different than I realized at the time from copywriting. For me, one of the hardest things was to wrap my mind around what copy was, how it worked, what it looked like, what order did things go in, how is the language different? You know, it was really like entering a different world for me in a lot of ways. And I, I'm sure it is for your course creators. I mean, I want to talk about that, but first, could we go back to the beginning? How did you come up with this five light bulbs idea? Yeah, yeah. I remember the exact moment where I had the idea. It was a, a little freaky, actually. So 
it was about, it was about a year, about a year and a half ago. And I was living in downtown San Diego and had just gotten, I found a cool little office downtown with a, I had this great view overlooking the bay. And I had on my desk in front of me, some drawing paper and colored pencils. And the next day I was kicking off a new program that I was running with these cohort based course creators. And I like to make, when I teach marketing, I like to make it fun. I, so I had them order colored pencils and I, I have them draw things. And so the, the framework I was using at the time, one of them to, to help teach them was the classic bridge framework or bridge metaphor. We'll get into that in a little bit. And so I was looking at that, that was drawn on my paper and I was trying to incorporate some of the, the Eugene Schwartz stuff from Brick Through Advertising. We'll talk more about that later as well, because I just think that's super powerful. But it, it's very hard for people to, to get that. It's a little more advanced. And so I was trying to make it simple. And it really, like, it felt like the muse just smacked me right in the forehead because I'm looking at this bridge on the paper and the light bulbs really just appeared. They just appeared. It, it, was, it was weird. And, and so I grabbed my yellow colored pencil and I, sure enough, I drew them in five light bulbs, Hank suspended over the bridge and something just clicked. It just really resonated. And I, I know like in the, in the marketing world, there's like marketers, we make up a lot of stuff. <laughs> like yeah. We come up with, you know, concepts and frameworks and things, but there's something about this that just felt real and it just felt like it was like really grounded in something fundamental and bedrock. And I think that's why it's resonated with so many people. And, and also why once you see these light bulbs, you really can't unsee them. Let me make a comment on your description of that great description. That is how a lot of inventions come to people. It's like, it's out of nowhere, but you get this feeling. I, I think you were expressing that as just felt very grounded and real. And we, we could go into all kinds of mystical guesses about why that's true but it it happens so frequently over and over in a a pretty pretty repeated way pretty similar way that anyway you had a sense of knowing right like this is it this is good and and improved out would you briefly walk us through just w what they are and then i think you have a great example uh, where you've actually taken a classic piece of advertising and you've applied the light bulbs to it. But let's look first at, at just at the bridge. And for our YouTube viewers, it's up on the screen now. For everyone else, just try and visualize what Billy's describing. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So the five light bulbs, well, what are they? It's a, a messaging framework, a, a copywriting framework, which really allows you to distill your marketing message down to its core elements. Because I just saw there's like a lot of fluff out there in the marketing world, a lot of BS, frankly. And like I said, I was working with these very bright people, but they're not natural marketers. So I was trying to find a simple way to present this. So to walk you through the five light bulbs, I'll walk through them somewhat quickly, just name them. And then I think what would be cool is if we go back and we can walk through that sales letter, because the best way to explain them is to show an example. Sure. So light bulb one. So yeah, picture these. You're, uh, it form an image in your mind if you're not watching this, uh, the video, and you have this bridge. And you've probably seen this bridge metaphor before in marketing. You have the left side of the bridge, which is where your prospect is, and, and that's where they don't want to be anymore. And then they cross the bridge and they get to the right side of the bridge, which is where they do want to be. So let's start with that. And, and this visual, I found that this visual way of explaining has really made it click for people. So light bulb one, that's hanging over that left-hand side 
of the bridge where the prospect is. And this represents messaging around their status quo, your customer's status quo, or sometimes what we call their unacceptable status quo. So there's tension here. This is a place that they don't want to be anymore. You might picture a rain cloud above them, raining down on them. And so this is language. These are categories of messaging. So this is messaging related to the, the status quo, the, the problem the customer is facing. Okay. Moving on, moving on from that. So that's, so this is, you can think about this like a story. So this is where the customer is now and what's after that. Well, they have different options available to them for achieving their goal. And this is represented by a light bulb too. So light bulb two is things that they're trying. So these might be things that they're trying, things that they've tried in the past, or things that they are being tempted by, like other products. Then we have your unique approach. And we can come back to this one. I think this is the most interesting one. This is, this is really Eugene Schwartz's idea of the mechanism. So I, I think your hardcore copywriting fans will enjoy this one. But this is your approach. So there's those other approaches, but you want to sell them on your approach. It's not your product. We'll get to that in a sec. It's your approach. You can think about this as your secret sauce, as the secret ingredient. If you're in the more course or info marketing-based world, it might be your signature system or your pillars or your steps. But this is really a key one we found for differentiating yourself in a crowded market. And, and Schwartz talked about that. Okay. Then we have light bulb four, and that is your product or what I normally call your offer. And so this is all language around your offer. So it's your price, it's your guarantee, it's the bonuses, it's the pricing terms. And what we find is that most people only talk about this, only talk about the product or the offer, but there's all, the, all these other light bulbs that you could be turning on. Um, but this would be the one that's probably most familiar to people, light bulb four. And, and your light bulb four is just the vehicle for your light bulb three, for your approach. Those are two separate things. Finally, we have light bulb five, and that is, that's the other side of the bridge. So that is your customer's new life. So this is the, this represents what they want, all the benefits and all the, the hidden benefits that they might not even realize at the time. So that is the five light bulbs, very simple but also sophisticated and can be turned into all sorts of complexity and creativity. Yeah, I love it. And there's, there's a journey. One is customer status quo, five is your customer's new life, and the other three light bulbs are how you, how you and your messaging actually get them to there in, in a very proven way. That, that's terrific. I can see why your customers like it. Why don't we look at do you make these mistakes in English? That classic ad by Max Sackheim, because you've taken the time and the trouble to actually show how it fits the five light bulbs to a T. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Yeah. Like I said earlier, this is very, you're going to see these light bulbs everywhere. Uh, I really didn't, I don't feel like I invented something. I feel like I'm revealing something here with these light bulbs. And so you'll start to see them in all sorts of uh, ads and marketing material, even this one, which is, David, I don't know if you knew, but this was written in 1921. So this is over a hundred years old now. Oh yeah. I did know. I thought it was so, 1919, uh, but pretty close. Yep. Oh, was it? Okay. Okay. So we won't walk through the, this word by word, but I want to walk through a few key phrases and point out the light bulbs. So right out of the gate, really the, the headline and the first paragraph, the lead, we see a lot of light bulb one language. So language around what they don't want anymore. So 
do you make these mistakes in English? And there's an implication here that, oh my gosh, I'm making these mistakes and it's terrible, it's embarrassing. I don't want that anymore. You also see at the end of that first paragraph, some more of that light bulb one language. It says, most persons use only common words, colorless, flat, ordinary. Their speech and their letters are lifeless, monotonous, humdrum. So you can really feel that light bulb one language in there, can't you? Mm -hmm. Now, if we go down to the, the third under the, the second subhead there, what Gary did, or sorry, what Cody did at Gary, you'll see some light bulb two language. And if you remember, this is around other methods that your prospect has tried before. And you see this, here's our mother tongue, a language that has built up our civilization and without which we should all still be muttering savages. Yet our schools, and here's the key light bulb two here, wrong methods. So that should really jump at you. It sounds kind of like- Our schools by wrong methods have made it a study to be avoided. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, thank you. It kind of reminds you of taking the wrong bridge, right? The wrong bridge, the wrong path, the wrong message. So he's invalidating the other paths that they tried before. So then it leads to his solution, his light bulb three. This is his signature system, his technology. And you can really see that in this subhead where it says 100% self-correcting device. Mm -hmm. So that gets into the way that, that he solves the problem. It's not quite the offer yet. It's, it's his approach. Or as you said before, the mechanism. It's the mechanism. Yeah. And you can even see that when it, even though this, you know, this is over hundred years old, 100% self-correcting device. It, it sounds like, it sounds like technology. You know, it was, it was modern technology well, back then. If, if I may, you say you didn't invent something. Guess what? Gene Schwartz didn't either. He just identified it like you did. <laughs> I mean, rhetoric and persuasion have been around since the dawn of time, you know, since we had words. But the real value is that people can identify it so it can be replicated. Anyway, please go ahead. Oh, yeah. The light bulbs are like a layer on top of reality, just calling attention to these things. And then once you recognize them, you can you can use them. You can use them to, to help sell your products and, and other things. So then we get into we have a, a light bulb five. So if you go to the, the, the third column, the right hand column there just above where it says free book on English, you'll see some really good light bulb five language. So Sherwin Cody has placed an excellent command of the English language within the grasp of everyone. Those who take advantage of his method gain something so price priceless that it cannot be measured in terms of money. I'll skip ahead a little. They gain a, a faculty in speech that marks them as educated people in whatever society they find themselves. They gain the self-confidence and self-respect, which this ability inspires. So that's the thing that they want. That's that light bulb five language. Yeah. And then finally we have light bulb four, which is common to see a sales letter end with that because that is, that's the offer. That's the thing that it ends with. So the free book on English and then the, the CTA, which is a, a coupon that you can clip and, and get this free book, how you can master good English in 15 minutes a day. So that is the light bulbs applied to, do you make these mistakes in English? Oh, that, that's awesome. Thank you. That's so valuable. And it makes it crystal clear what you're doing. Let's flash forward to the present, to 2022. And, you know, when we talked about this earlier before the show today, you mentioned people are using it in, in a lot of different ways. Clearly, any copywriter can use this to start to create a more detailed outline. It, it, there's nothing dumbed down or missing for that but you really didn't create this for copywriters. You created it for 
non-copywriters. And a lot of our listeners are course creators, business owners, uh, e-commerce people, professionals who, who are interested in direct marketing, promoting their practice. So how do non-copywriters use this to organize a sales letter? You have some experience with that, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I really wanted to make this uh, accessible to everyone. It's something that, yeah, the hardcore copywriter could use, but also the local dentist who is working on their marketing material. Yeah, so one of the ways that people are using it is it, it gives them a common language to use when speaking about marketing and copywriting. Uh, I actually got a great a great comment came in from one of our private communities and for one of our programs this morning. Could I read that to you? Because I think it would really get this point across. Sure, of course. Yeah, so there's a, a guy in our group named Reuven, and he posted his sales letter and was getting feedback from our group. And a woman named Christy gave him feedback. And here's what he said in his reply to her. He said, thanks, Christy. Excellent point about adding more light bulb five language. More updates to come and your comments are welcome as usual. By the way, Billy, not only does the five light bulbs messaging help when writing copy, but as we see here in Christy's message, it helps us to effectively communicate what's missing or could be improved. It's the difference between saying it hurts on my right side and pointing to the location where you're in pain. Yeah, I, I, I think that's really good. And I'm going to skip around a little bit. You told me that, I don't know if you want to use his name on the podcast, but you know, a really well-known marketer is just using this as a shorthand for his email copywriter saying, oh, we need a, a, a light bulb three email. Yeah, yeah. He, he's cool with me talking about it. Yeah. So that program I was talking about where I, I was drawing, I had the color pencils and I was getting ready for that program to launch. Uh, a happy surprise of that was that one of the people who joined the program was Ryan Dice, the, the founder wow. of Digital Marketer and Scalable. Yeah, I was pumped. I was like, oh my God, Ryan Dice is in the program. So so that's how I, I got to meet him. And, and we got to have a bunch of conversations, really geek out on this marketing stuff. And uh, and it was really his, um, his head of growth, uh, a guy named Matt, very bright marketer and copywriter who was going through it. And so they were using, and they used the five light bulbs to help you can use it in a lot of different ways, but they, they used it to help outline an email campaign for one of their programs. And I heard Ryan, or sorry, Matt say to Ryan, hey, Ryan, we need a light bulb three email. Or, and then he said, oh, yeah, we need, a, we need a story for light bulb five. So I started to see, that wasn't one of the things I expected, but I said, oh, wow, look how they're using it. And yes, like it can help you write a higher converting copy, but there's this other benefit where it just, it makes it more seamless when you're working with copy or working in marketing with team members and just communicating about marketing and copy. Yeah. That's so amazing because it's, I guess the word would be deceptively simple. It looks so simple, not stupid, but just like there's a depth to it that shows up when you start to use it that you might not see initially. I mean, is that what people find? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then again, we could go down that rabbit hole. And I, I think, tell me you're familiar with the idea of uh, emergence and emergent properties. But I, I think mm -hmm. that's what's going on with that, where you, you have, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson had a great quote about this. If you have just a few simple elements and a few simple rules, it can lead to extraordinary complexity. Like an atom is what a proton, neutron and electrons pretty simple, but look what it can lead to. I think that's what's going on with this thing. <laughs> I don't know, like everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the foundation of yeah, uh, reality, uh, our material world. Absolutely. So yeah, it's this, it's deceptively simple. Yeah. So 
I'm interested in the course creators. I mean, that that's a very interesting market in a different meaning of the word emergence. I, I think it's an emerging market. I think it's growing. I, I, you know, I was a very early course creator and what I did, most people in the world wouldn't understand. Now there's Thinkify and Udemy, which doesn't necessarily have the best stuff and everybody's coming out of the course. And I, I think the world, you know, it, it's, the world is changing so much faster. The amount of new knowledge is multiplying at such a, a higher slope, a higher uh, acceleration th that there's a need for course creators. There's a need for people to explain things because even your most intelligent, inductive person is not going to be able to figure things out. They're just happening too fast. You need someone who's already figured it out to present it to you. But at the same time, I'm sure you know this, I know this, and anyone who's created a course knows this. Once you really get into creating a course, you don't, copywriting almost becomes like a second business or a second job. And, and the, the way this is able to shortcut stuff for people is pretty interesting. Do you find people are having ahas about copyright besides ahas about which light bulb to emphasize or which one's missing, that they're having ahas about copywriting itself and creating a marketing message and entering the conversation in the customer's mind and all the things that we as copywriters talk to each other about. Absolutely. Uh, your listeners have probably heard uh, about the, the curse of knowledge before. Have you talked about that on the podcast? <laughs> a million times in every day when I'm not on the podcast. Yeah. There we go. So, I mean, yeah, it's, so I mean, because the, the curse of knowledge is like, it's in, it's an inevitable trap door that anyone who becomes an expert is going to fall down. I mean, the more you know, the more you need to know, the, the harder it is to remember what it was like when you didn't know it, unless you've got that algorithm in your head to go back to square one. Yeah, yeah. And, and Garf's law of work played a role in the, in the creation of this. Yeah, I, I know that it was one of those raw ingredients that was in my mind when this came about. The, the law of work being, of course, he who does the work gets paid. And that's right. really what the framework helps you do. If you turn on all the light bulbs, there are boxes to check that you might not check otherwise. And course creators especially fall prey to this because they love their topic so much and they're so obsessed with their topic. They're obsessed with their bridge that they forget to talk about, especially light bulb one, which is really talking about the prospect using that word you, 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 you. It's about you, the prospect. And light bulb five, what their product or what their bridge can do for you. So when I have when I have them do this and and really force them to go through and check those boxes and write copy around each of those light bulbs, yeah, they uh, they have that that big aha and they realize that there's there's something more to this and it helps pull them out of that trap of the like the curse of knowledge. Okay, let me ask you sort of a Mobius strip kind of question: Do they ever get insights about copywriting that leads them back to their course and say, "Oh, I could make this more user friendly for my." prospect. Oh, I, you know, I, I was talking so much about the process. I didn't think about the person learning it or am I just dreaming? Yeah. And, you know, I've actually been talking to, I've talked to a couple of professors about using the five light bulbs in, in a classroom setting mm -hmm. because you, you think, I mean, what's that, what's that question that kids always ask in school? Well, where am I going to use this? <laughs> right. Yeah. Where am I going to use? I, I saw a joke about this. I think it was on Twitter or something and it was, it was tax day and it was something like, yeah, I'm glad I learned uh, in geometry class about the hypotenuse. It really comes in handy for National Hypotenuse Day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like where are you going to use this? 
And and that's light bulb five, right? And and so I was talking, I've talked to these professors about, hey, like how can we sell them on the benefits of what they're about to learn using the five light bulbs? So yeah, it's it certainly it helps them reorient these course creators, what they're promising and the outcome of their programs by thinking about it in these terms. So do you have any copywriter stories, maybe even writing your own copy or or any copywriters that you've shared this with and that you could share with us? Yeah, I, I bounce on copywriters of experience and who I really respect. And uh, and he walked through it with one of his offers. And it, the offer was for um, helping people with uh, bags under their eyes. And, uh, and, he, and he went through point by point that, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I do. So, like, for example, with uh, light bulb two, the problem is his prospects is that they're not getting enough sleep. And that's what everyone's telling him. You need more sleep. You need more sleep. And then what he did in his copy was say, no, it's not that you're not getting enough sleep. It's the it's lymph. It's your lymphatic system and this fluid accumulation that's causing the problem. Yeah. And so that was one example of using the light bulbs to you know, sort of outline a marketing message. And and for, you know, this is a, a high volume product. This is not some little online course. Oh, sure. I mean, once once you get into cosmetic stuff, the markets are, numbers are in the millions and tens of millions. So um, before we wrap up, you, you do have an offer, correct? Where people can get a free worksheet and maybe a, I think a, a free audit, way to audit their marketing message. Yeah. Yeah. So this thing's still relatively new. It's been largely in my programs, but I'm rolling it out more publicly now. Uh, So if you go to fivelightbulbs.com, the number or the word, uh, there's a a worksheet there and you can run it. It'll walk you through light bulbs. You can run your own, run it, run any product or service you want through it. If you're a copywriter, run your own offering or clients through it and it'll help you spot any gaps that you may have. Uh, I also do this. You should see a link on there. I do um, a free intro sessions on a regular basis. And and the feedback we always get after doing that, because I walk them through this exercise, that like you just see the comments lighting up and everyone's like, okay, I need to go update my website right now, or I need to go update my sales page. So yeah, running through it. And, uh, and I'm sure you'll spot some opportunities there. And then my focus right now is really consulting on this and running workshops, copywriting workshops, using this as the engine to power that. And it's been a, a lot of fun, really rewarding, and we're getting a lot of great feedback. And if people want to get in touch with you about the workshops, how do they do that? Best place is to go to that website, fivelightbulbs.com. Okay. And there will there'll be a way to contact you there. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Before we're out of here, I just want to add two cents. This is a very simplified short form sales copy template. I use something very similar with a lot of info products. So I'm glad that you've kind of tailored this towards course makers, but somebody that, or a group that you've kind of neglected to mention that this also works great for is authors, authors that are writing books on Mm -hmm. how to do something or how to accomplish something. This template also works amazingly well for that type of product. Also. That's a great idea, Nathan. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Thank you. I just opened up a whole new market for you. There we go. All right. Five lightbulbs.com, both with the letter or or the spelled out or with the number. 
And uh, if you want to catch more of this podcast, you can find it over at copywriterspodcast.com. Gentlemen, I want to thank both of you for this conversation. A lot of light bulbs were going off in my head as I was listening, and I'm sure the listeners got the same experience. So thank you very much. And oh, until no. Next- I knew someone was going to say that. I tried not <laughs> to, but I can't suppress Nathan. He's irrepressible. Uh, all right. Until next time, we will catch you later. Okay. Catch you later. And thanks, Billy. Thanks, guys. When you have some copy and the performance of the copy is mission critical, who are you going to call? Not Ghostbusters. They don't do copy critiques last time I checked. A lot of people, from the most advanced to the up-and-coming copywriters, reach out to me. I do copy critiques. One client, Brett Alcorn, has hired me 20 times. Yep, 20 times. That's because on the very first critique I did for him, he doubled his conversions on a video sales letter. Every month, I do a handful of critiques for GKIC members. These are copywriters and small business owners who are trained and experienced, but they need another set of experienced eyes to go over their copy to take it to the next level. One A-lister told me I go over copy like an IRS auditor. Now, I wasn't sure whether to take that as a compliment or not, but he assured me it was. He said I can find the one flaw or several flaws in copy that no one else was able to and make winning suggestions on how to fix them. So when you need a copy critique, just go to garfinkelcoaching.com and click on the services tab. Garfinkelcoaching.com for a critique. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.